You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. Okay, so what has been the purpose? So a little wrap-up. Well, the wrap-up, you got to do a little bit of review, don't you? Okay, let's do a little summary then, all right? What have we been preaching about for the last, I guess, about eight nine weeks because uh, there are seven of those motivational gifts but we've also thrown in a couple of other things there unity and and prayer so what have we what have we been talking about in that in that well wait a minute even before that what have we been talking about in this whole what's next sermon series glad you asked let's do a re- recap right now here's the thing this is what we've been preaching for and I say we because I'm not the only one who's been speaking these things and preaching We've been preaching that in the hopes that we would exhibit the fruit of the Spirit in our everyday lives and relationships. And those fruit, remember, they're love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. So here's the thing. So let me ask you, how's that going? Is that better? And you know what? Okay, let me be honest. Y- y'all, y'all like me to be honest? Y'all, re- y'all probably like me to be honest because it takes me down a notch or two, right? And you don't think, okay, he's the pastor. He's perfect. You know, like me to be honest? Let me be honest. I've struggled with a couple of those. Uh, I've struggled with a couple of those fruit of the Spirit, even in the time that we've been preaching the sermon series, because I'm honest with you, I I feel under spiritual attack. We've we've got a lot of things going on in our family. Yeah, we've had a lot of sickness, and and, and we've had a death. Yeah, but I'm not talking about, I'm talking about spiritual attack. And you know what? I've, I've not let those things come out every time like they ought to come out. So I'm gonna be honest with you. How's that going with you? Because you know what I've realized is, is, is God speaking more and more to me, and I'm saying, wait a minute, God, here's one that I'm struggling with. And he's saying, you know, this is not up to him totally. He gives this into our life, but we have to display it. We have to say, wait a minute, I need to exhibit some patience here. Wait a minute, I need to exhibit some love here. Wait a minute, I need, I need to share some peace here. We have to make a conscious decision to allow those things in our life. That's what that sermon was all about. Uh, and we preach so that we would embrace unity as part and parcel of the total plan of God for his people. Stole that out of Brent's sermon. Changed it just a little bit, but stole it out of Brent's sermon that he preached on unity. Unity. I mean, is there anybody in this room that if you got stranded in an elevator for 14 days, <laughs> you'd be pulling your hair out by the end of the 14 days, you know, that kind of thing? <laughs> not your family members, okay? Not your family members. You know, but seriously. Is there, anybody in, is there anybody in this room? You know what I realized a long time ago? I'm going to get to heaven, into eternity, and there are going to be people there that I never dreamed were going to be there. You know, I'm a, you know how did you get here, you know? And you know what? There's going to be some people from my past say, Rick, how did you get here? Of course, they're going to call me Ricky because I was Ricky up until I was about 14 years of age or whatever, right? I mean, it's, they are... It's, it's going to be that way. So unity, I mean, unity is a thing that we don't just give, but we receive. I mean, it's a blessing that we receive when someone allows us to be a part of them. And when we start holding that off, oh, I don't have time to preach all these all over again. We appreciate the v- divine design of the church. We preach for that because this wasn't, this wasn't an accident. This, what we're doing today, is no accident. And we, we, you know, we do things a little different than that church down the road. They do it different from that church down the road. They, we all do it different from that church across town and all those things, right? So we all do things just a little bit different. But we better follow God's direction in all of this because this whole thing was divine design. I mean, even the offices that he puts in the church. And in reality, I believe every person in this room is supposed to be part of the five-fold ministry. 
that we preached about that day. Uh, we preach so that every one of us, each one of us, individually begins praying that God will display his gifts through us, gifts of healing, like, like praying that God let me be the person, let me be the one that prays and somebody gets healed this week. Or, or let me be the person who, who speaks. Did you give me something to say to someone that is struggling? Let me be the person that has that supernatural faith. When everybody else is, is saying, uh, I, I just don't see it happening, that I can believe that and I, I, can, I can believe God. And, and we start praying these things and asking, not just believing that they're in the Bible, not just believing that they're good things to have, but we begin praying and, and, and going after them, chasing them, wanting them, saying, God, use me too. That every single one of you hearing this today and that message that, that week is, is praying that, that every believer follows Jesus in obedience, beginning with water baptism. That was just the beginning. For most of us, it's one of the very first steps we take in obedience. And that's what we preached to you about that, that Sunday, that the head of every house, and this, is, this was back to Father's Day, head of every house will boldly take their place to pray over their families for household salvation and protection because our families are under attack. Here I, here I, you know, here I am, pastor, so I'm, I'm, I feel a spiritual attack. Your family's under spiritual attack as well. And your family needs, if you're the head of the house, your family needs you out on that proverbial front porch, crawling down the hallway not to wake your kids up with that little vial of oil that we hand, handed off to you so that you can anoint and pray and rebuke spirits and pray safety and pray household salvation for everyone. You know, at my mom's service, I, I wasn't going to say this, but it just came to my mind. I, 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 if, if y'all if would just grant the pastor just a moment here to brag on his mom at least one more time. You know, but I don't know if you saw in the obituary, and some of you were at the service, but my mom prayed my dad into church. And because of that, they raised me and Joey and her youngest brother, Kenny, in church. Because of the way they raised us, because of mom praying dad into church, them raising us the way they did, we married young ladies, Christian young ladies. And because of all of that, we raised our kids in church. And now they're raising the next generation in church. And so my mom who before my dad got in church, she was the spiritual head of the house. My mom is 30 for 30 because every single one, unless somebody's sick, every single one of them was in church somewhere every weekend. And all the adults were serving somewhere in ministry. And, and three, four, four are licensed ministers out of that crowd. You see, your family is waiting for you to step up if you're, not, if you're the head of the house, to step up, get out there on the porch. You know what that means? Go back and, and listen to the Father's Day sermon and hear the rest of it. Even if you're not a father, if you're the spiritual head of the house, you, you need to be listening to that. And, and, and then uh, that each one of us will find that awesome thing we're passionate about and specially gifted to do for Jesus. And that one was what this, this past part of the sermon series, this, this motivational gifts, that we will all find that awesome thing. Because you know what we believe at 2911, right? that everyone has something awesome to do for Jesus. You have something that you are specially gifted to do that nobody can do like you do it. You have something that you are passionate about, and nobody is as passionate about this as you are. And, you know, one of the things, one of the things we, we kind of looked at a little bit in this sermon series uh, in these last few weeks is that, you know, don't get mad at people that aren't because you're passionate about that because you're the person that's supposed to be doing it. Understand and nobody else is going to make it happen like you're going to make it happen. And so we've got to find that place. 
You know, and last week I wrapped up uh, uh, encouragement. Uh, I'm sorry, not encouragement, but helps and this gift of helps and serving. I wrapped that up with talking about how, you know, if you don't know where you're, you're, you're supposed to be serving at, then, then just find a place in helps and serving. Just jump in somewhere and, and, and be involved. And, and I kind of threw a couple of things out. And then I asked some, some of the team leaders. I kind of threw a th- few things at, out, out at you last Sunday. And then I asked some of the team leaders this week. And they, they mentioned some things that I thought, you, you'd never think of this kind of stuff. Like, uh, you know, like uh, I asked and, and, um, and the Connect team, the leaders told me that one of the things they need in the Connect team is they need someone who's, you know, computer tech savvy, who likes data and, and tracking. I mean, if you, if you like that, they've been looking for you. You don't know where you, you, don't know where you can belong. You say, I love doing that. If, you're, if that's you, they're looking for you. Or, or uh, the, the kids' team, I know you, you say, huh, I, I just really don't do well changing diapers. So I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not really a teacher and that thing. You know, you know one of the things they told me they needed? They needed somebody who about twice a week, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, every other week, about twice a month, who would just take, they got a, a little small bit of uh, linens that they have to wash about twice a month. And somebody could, could take that and be a part of ministry. Really? Really? And I could do that, and I could bless, I could bless in kids. Yeah, and I, and I asked Justin, the teens pastor, about the team, and, and you know, the teens. And you know what he said? He said one of the things they really, really need, it's top of his list, is an events planner. Planning events? That's actually ministry? And some of you say, I don't like doing that. But some of you say, that's exactly what I like to do. I mean, you know, who, who, who wouldn't be, want to be a travel agent for the teens ministry at 2911, right? You know, and plan. And so I know the teens are saying, yes, yes, yes. Give us somebody like that, right? There are so many ways for us to serve that don't look anything like what you are imagining ministry looks like because you've got this little box of this is what God does and he only does it for an hour and 15 minutes on Sunday morning. But God's got people that he needs to touch 24-7. People don't just hurt on Sunday morning. People aren't just struggling on Sunday morning. Marriages aren't falling apart on Sunday morning. People need ministry 24 hours a day, seven days, 168 hours every single week. And there are so many ways for you to do ministry. And so our scripture for this past sermon, the past bit of this, uh, this sermon series is, is in Romans. Go ahead to the next slide, if you will, for 12, verse 6 through 8. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Okay, so what are those gifts? Let's look, let's look at them again. Next slide. Uh, these seven gifts. Prophecy, helps serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, mercy. If you're looking for the sermons online, just listen. they're not in that order, okay? We preach them differently than they're listed there in the Scripture. But let, 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 me, let me just share three things with you about this, and this was the last part of our sermon series. Which one of those gifts is the gift that involves sacrifice? Anybody? Trick question, right? <laughs> all of them do. You know, you don't just, you don't do ministry and it's always easy. You say, well, why do I want to do it then, right? You know, <laughs> You know, that, I'm sure that's what some of y'all thought when you had babies, right? You had kids. You thought, ah, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be wonderful. And some of you are like, why well, am I going to have kids, right? You know, I'm, when they're 18, graduating, and i got to pay for college, I'm going to be X number of years, you know, and they're going to be doing this, and i got to go here, and I, I'm going to be at the ballpark all these nights and all these different things. And, you know, but, it's a, but when it's what you're passionate about, 
You're dying to do it. And even when it's not easy, you get up, you do it, and you fall back on the bed at night so glad that you did it. You know, it's like there's, there's, there's a, and I'm not going to say what it is. I mentioned this in a sermon series not too long ago. I'm in a sermon not too long ago that there's one thing that I guess I would say I struggle with the most. Well, let me tell you, in, in, as being a pastor, and I won't tell you what that is because it bit me one time when I told people what it was. Uh, so, but uh, you know what? And it's something that I have to push myself to do. But you know what? Here's something I learned. I never pushed myself to doing it that I walked away from doing it and felt like I shouldn't have done that. Every time I walked away, <laughs> that was an awesome thing. I'm glad I, I'm glad I did that. It, it's, not, it's, not, you know, it's not in my wheelhouse, but it's something that is on my, you know, it, it's in my job description as pastor. And I have to do it. And I push myself to do it. And it's like, wow, I'm so glad that I did that. Somebody was blessed because I did that. And whatever yours is, just understand that's the way it is. Okay, so, so here's the second one. Uh, the second one is having a motivational gift doesn't mean you do it well yet. Okay? Now, you'll, I think you'll agree with me on this one is you'll get this here. Is everybody that is passionate about teaching isn't a great teacher yet? Have you ever listened to someone who really, really wanted to teach and they were boring? You know I mean, even though you have that passionate personality, motivational gift from God, doesn't mean that you're, you're a natural and you just step up and talk and everybody says, oh, wow, that was great. No, you got to work at it. I mean, if you, got, if you got a talent, I mean, these guys, these ladies, they didn't just show up this morning. They've had to work at their craft, even if they have a, a musical talent. I mean, we think about all these people in life. I mean, think about who, who can you think about that, that has gifts? And, and is there anybody that just showed up? I, I was seeing this morning that, um, uh, that Saban had Michael Phelps uh, come and speak to his football team. And Michael Phelps, 20, I think 28 Olympic medals, more than anybody else. Tw I think 23 gold medals. The, the person who is in second place was actually a tie for four, nine gold medals of all time. This is who this guy is. But you know what? You know, you know why Saban had him talk to his team? Not because he had all those gold medals, but because of the work ethic that helped him have those gold medals. Now, I know I, I look at him and say, well, he's about 6'7", so he gets in the water. He's already a lot closer than most people, right? <laughs> but he still had to work at it, okay? So you've got these motivational gifts, but you've got to do something with it. You've got to build it. You've got to create or it just goes away. It just turns to flab, right? Isn't that what they told us about, you know, working out? If you do it and you stop, you know, but you got to keep going or it goes away. You lose it. You don't use it. You lose it. Third thing, um, work on your weaknesses or your strengths. Okay. I was always told work on your weaknesses because you've already got your strengths. Well, the past couple of decades, I've been hearing people say, look, don't work on your weaknesses. You're always going to be weak there. Work on your strengths. Get better at your strengths. But you know what happened? I, I understand the sentiment there, but you know what happened? is over the last, okay, maybe I heard that for the last couple of decades, and so we've been doing that. And so now over the last decade, you know what I'm hearing? I'm hearing people say, well, that's not me. I'm just not that way. Well, I don't, you know, I scored very, very low on mercy. You just need to get over it. I mean, that's kind of the attitude that a lot of people are having. But you know what? Even if you don't have mercy as a high in your gift mix, you still need to be merciful. Amen? I mean, can we all agree on that one, Right? I mean, even if you're, you're not high in your gift mix as a teacher, we all teach at time to time. If you, you know, if you don't understand that, please don't have babies because, you know, you're going to be a teacher to them. As a parent, you're a teacher. 
You know, as, as people around you, you're a teacher, you know, in prophecy. I mean, you may not have, you know, a high gift mix in prophecy, but we should all embrace the truth and want to push the truth forward. I mean, you can't say, well, I tell lies every once in a while because I'm just not high in prophecy. <laughs> no. I mean, you still got to work and you got to go for that and, and, get, and giving, even if you don't have the spiritual, you know, motivational gift of giving that it drives you to want to give. I got to find a way that I can give a little bit more. Still, we all have to give. We all have to do all that. So, so, is, so which is it? Weaknesses. How about this? Develop your strengths and challenge yourself to be better in your weaknesses. That's what you've got to do. We have to do both. Develop your strengths so you can be, but then you, you can't ignore those weaknesses. Is you've got to, if you want to be the full person that God has dreamed you would be all of your life. Okay, i got to hurry. So I want to wrap this here in just, just a moment. Let me go to some scripture right here. This is in Acts chapter 1. Jesus is prophesying over his followers that were gathered with him that day, right before he was about to ascend back to heaven. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus was prophesying over them. And you know what the prophecy was? It was a promise that they would impact the entire world. Have they? Have they impacted the world? Did those followers impact the world? I mean, you know, we, we sit here and we, we, think, you know, we think about, you know, this is nice that we're here. This is happening all over the world today. It started happening before we woke up on the other side of the world. It started happening today in places all, all over the world. This is happening because those people did what Jesus prophesied. Now, I, I don't have a lot of time, but I, I, I want to read you some scripture. I, I want to read you about 12 verses, I think. Okay, so we're going to take a little bit of time right here. But I'm going to read you these 12 verses because I want you to see the magnitude of a miracle that is happening here. This is the very next chapter, 10 days after Jesus, the best we can figure out, 10 days after Jesus told them this, the very next chapter, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present, everyone present. He said, that's what we've been preaching about, is that everyone. It wasn't just, it's not just supposed to be one or two. There's not supposed to be one person with a great gift over here, and one over here, and one over here. Everyone, every person present. Oh, man, I lost my place. There it is. Every, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit, began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem because it was a feast day. It was feast of, It was Pentecost, which means 50. It's 50 days after the Passover. And so people from all over the, the world were coming in, the, the known world at that time were coming in, and they were Jews. I mean, they were Jew, Jewish descendants who had grown up in other parts of the, of the world. Okay, so they were devout Jews from every nation. They're still serving God in, in the Jewish ways and all that they knew of the Jewish law from every nation that, that were living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. Now, and I want to read all these verses because I want you to get the magnitude of this miracle. So the next slide, please. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee. All these people that have just been filled with the Spirit that are speaking these languages, they're all from Galilee, but we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Serene, uh, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. And we all hear these people 
about 120 of them, speaking in our own languages, our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked one another. Now, based on where you, if you grew up in church, based on where you grew up, you may have some opinions about it. I want you to forget all that for just a moment, okay? I've heard people say, oh, you know what's happening here? And they were talking about, you know, oh, they'd been to church, you know, and they'd had church, and they were feeling this. And l l listen, nobody said, whoa, look at these guys. They've been to church. That's not what they said. There was a real, bona fide, true-to-God miracle happening. People that had ne never studied another language were speaking. Okay, and, and, and regardless of what the, I, I just want you to get this. There was a miracle happening. People stepped back and said, wow, something Something's going on here. Something real is happening in this moment. I mean, if it was one or two, I, 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 could, I could see this being kind of a magician thing. But 120 people, and they, they didn't just pick up one language. They're speaking all of our languages. That's why I wanted to read all that. I wanted you all to see all of this. It's, that, it's just the magnitude of this miracle. It wasn't about some superficial little feeling that somebody got on a Sunday morning. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to make anybody mad, but you get this. It wasn't about feeling good for an hour and 15 minutes on Sunday morning. It was that it spilled out into the streets, and people said, wait, God must be in this. And so here's a, here's a question I've got for you. Next slide. Is there anything of weight within you that is undeniably God? Because that is the only thing that is going to change this world that is going to impact the people around you. Not that you sat in a service day. Not that you sang. Not that you clapped on time or clapped off time. None of that's going to matter. What is going to change the world, what is going to influence the people around you who aren't as blessed as you but would want this blessing is if you have something real, solid, of weight that is undeniably of God. And only when we start digging for that, going after it, wanting it, say, God, please, Make me somebody. It makes something in me something that, that people have to understand. And, and, and not me, God. But it would be something so amazing they realize it's you that is in me. Not me because I, I, I make mistakes. You know, and, and, and I'm going to get mad at that person that cut me off or drives slow in the left lane when I'm running late. I'm going to get mad. But God, make it something that's undeniably you. That's, that's, that should be one of our pursuits. As followers of Christ, God, give, give me some way. Make there be something in me of weight that is undeniably you to this world that is around me. It should be, it should be something that we chase after with everything that is within us. That God, I'm tired of experience and events moments I want real I want the power of your Holy Spirit to not make me feel good for an hour and 15 minutes but to make me your witness to impact my world those around me the other 166 and a half hours that I have this week that should be our prayer thanks for listening to the church 2911 sermons podcast if you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911.
You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.